Commentaries podcast. Uh, we are talking about the second installment of Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. Caesar, Caesar. Yes, uh, we're back. <laughs> we're back. Uh, so, hope you guys have been all good. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you guys have been listening to the last episode. If not, go back. You should probably <laughs> listen to the first segment before you listen to this uh yes it, it could and, be standalone i'm sure but yeah it might be but yeah while you're at it you should also you should also subscribe oh yes and follow us on twitter facebook instagram all that stuff yeah yeah because it's great yeah we post some excellent uh stuff oh, including great posts great posts uh we make some uh some great great gifts of 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 great movies uh yeah so go do that uh, <laughs> now <laughs> now <laughs> um well i think i think with that intro i think an excellent place for us to start today would be the music for this film because i think it's a topic that is that we we may differ on a little bit um yeah you mean we differ on this <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> you don't like, like this? Like the first the first the first 5 seconds are great. <laughs> and then and then as soon as those toms start rolling, it's like all I can picture is Mechagodzilla in like a cabaret line, like fucking with a top <laughs> hat and a fucking uh cane doing fucking show tunes. I mean that's kind of what this movie is though. Yeah, that's a good point. Like I think this this music is is great and like I think it it actually fits like <laughs> ugh, like pretty decent. <laughs> you couldn't be more you, wrong. You differ? You differ on that? You couldn't be more wrong. The music's the worst part of this movie by far. Like, I think the soundtrack alone is fine. Like, if you just played me that song, like, again, that first four seconds are awesome. It's just like, like, it's really big, fucking, like, actually building up to something. But again, as soon as those fucking toms roll in and it turns this, like, jazzy, like, fucking big band show tune, and you're like, what the fuck? Am I watching Godzilla on roller skates? Like, what the hell? And, and not to mention the fucking Caesar song we opened this episode with. Caesar! 
Seesaw. Like, what the fuck is that Seesaw. song? Like, that's so stupid. Like, that she's got to, like, do this, like, song to open the... Ah, so dumb and bad, and it's awful. Ugh. Yeah, um, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, tell us all about it. <laughs> yeah, so it was composed by a, a guy named Masaru Sato. Uh-huh. I would say... He might be a legend <laughs> in 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 terms of Japanese film scores. Okay, okay, a legend, actual legend. A legend, yeah. He uh, he's had a very long career, mostly doing Toho movies, yeah. uh, in which he has composed over three hundred scores. Holy shit, that's a lot. He's Did, been was that was that more or less than Ennio Morricone? I think more. Um, I don't actually know. Did we count up when we talking about Ennio Morricone? I think- I think it was in the 200s. We, I think it's more. Either way, it's a lot. Yeah, um, it's it's a ton. So anyway, um, Masari Sato uh, has composed over 300 films, mostly with Toho, and he's had a uh, very long collaboration doing over 15 movies with Akira Kurosawa. Oh, really? S- yeah, Akira Kurosawa, like specifically some of his most famous critically acclaimed movies. Such as so he, uh, he worked on the Seventh Samurai, right? Yojimbo, uh, the Bad Sleep Well. Yeah, so he was uh, born in Hokkaido, Japan, which is sort of the northern end of Japan, um, and uh, yeah, he studied at the National Music Academy, uh, and he sort of fell into this uh, collaboration with. Akira Kurosawa pretty early on, uh, starting with Seven Samurai in 1954. Um, same year as Godzilla. Same year as Godzilla, actually, yeah. Um, and then he worked on some more films with Akira Kurosawa, and he was actually nominated in 1961 for an Academy Award for working on uh movie Bouncer, which I've never actually heard of. Oh, no, it's Yojimbo. Fuck, sorry. <laughs> it's Yojimbo, cut that. He, he was nominated for the Academy Award for Yojimbo. I was uh-huh. reading... <laughs> Translations. Oh, Yojimbo. Yes. Yojimbo, which means bouncer in Japanese. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, so he wasn't... Uh, he He actually didn't do that many Godzilla movies, and actually this was... He he did a couple of Godzilla movies, but this was sort of his last his last one. Yeah, I think this he... was one of his last movies, even. Oh really? Yeah. So um, he was also sort of like not the primary um, Godzilla composer. No. Which is sort of a theme that's going to come up uh, with other people in this movie. Okay. Um, the main composer was a guy named Akira Ifukube. Like the main franchise uh, composer. The main franchise uh, composer, yeah. And sort of, you were kind of getting at this, that uh, this has a sort of jazzier feel, which, uh, yeah. I don't know, like, to me, this kind of feels consistent with, like, a lot of those, like, early, like, late 60s and early 70s, like, kaiju kind of TV shows, like Ultraman and shit like that. Okay, uh, yeah. Where right. it's kind of like, it's... It's it's less of obviously it doesn't seem very serious, but then again, like it's hard to take 
seriously like this giant flying robot whose fingertips turn into rockets speak for your damn self like like to me like the whole concept is kind of silly so like the tone of the music kind of works no i disagree i disagree entirely (laughs) i don't think the tone is silly at all the tone is not what's silly it's the subject matter that's silly right the tone isn't silly the only thing silly about the tone is the music which is why it's so weird (laughs) what do you mean it's a bunch of guys walking around in like foam costumes (laughs) you gotta suspend your disbelief man on 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 flying around on rocket boots on wires that's a 10-story monster and you can't convince me otherwise i mean they built a 10-story house it's just each story century building only each story was about two inches tall (laughs) it's Um, technically 10 stories yeah that's still technically 10 stories you're right (laughs) but yeah so anyway um i think it really works and you're not going to convince me otherwise it's got that kind of fun feel kind of like you would like i think you mentioned this earlier like um like the 60s batman yeah i did mention that earlier for a reason why it's bad (laughs) <laughs> it's like no but it's got that kind of like uh like the action sequences where it's like pow like you know and like Godzilla even does that thing where he like the, he's oh, even shucks. got his arms up in like this sort of boxing stance at one point and it's like yeah, he like squares you know, up being like <laughs> he squares up as if he's gonna go into like a boxing fight bring and, it on you know. yeah well I think that's the thing I think I think what is happening here is I am still desperately holding out for that like initial more gritty godzilla tone that right died arguably during son of godzilla <laughs> you're not gonna see this in the 70s but i feel like it wasn't supposed to be like that like i don't think it was supposed to be campy it wasn't supposed to be like batman maybe i'm just projecting maybe i just didn't want it to be campy. i don't know like, like i don't know maybe it comes from like the fact that like a lot of the movies i saw that were originally godzilla movies were like some of the more silly ones like mothra and like godzilla versus mothra and like you know godzilla uh yeah like godzilla versus godzilla versus king kong is even a little silly yeah a little bit (laughs) yeah (laughs) a little bit i i don't know it just it like you kind of want you don't want them to break that 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 wall and acknowledge that this is like clearly three guys in a suit lightly whacking each other like because they can't raise their arms above their head (laughs) like you know it's like the fact that it's like they're playing that music is like it's like the benny hill theme it's like fucking um, ah not not like that it's for, uh, it, for any any of those you you don't know, the Bunny Hill theme is that song that you know that goes ba da ba 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 da ba da ba 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 it feels like that to me it feels like that's like nah. it's that level of silly no it's like it's it's dynamic it's it you know like when the fucking timpani starts and it's like ba 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 like, I don't know. It's getting it in. It's get, it like it it's like um, fucking George of the Jungle when those toms come in. It's just like fucking. It's great. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, it's 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 building me up for like a big fucking uh, slugfest between two giant monsters. It's what I want to see. 
It's not, though. That's what I'm saying. Is it's not building me up for a slugfest between two giant monsters. It's building me up no? for, like, for like, a, like Godzilla and uh, Mechagodzilla performing Who's On First. <laughs> that's what i'm picturing i don't know i'm thinking it's like it's like you know you're 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 building it up for like a fucking 19 uh 1940s boxing match we could go back and forth on this all day so so give me some more info on 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 the actual soundtrack itself yeah so it's a little unconventional for Godzilla soundtracks as we were getting into and it's actually a little unconventional for Masaru Sato himself um it sort of I, I would say that his soundtracks hadn't necessarily drawn so much attention to themselves understated yeah so I mean generally like his soundtracks tended to be more atmospheric in nature like especially during um some of those Kurosawa movies yeah well you'd I I'd Imagine hearing that in a Kurosawa film. Yeah, you like, you wouldn't want to take away from like Kurosawa's like dynamic imagery shots. And, yeah, by going like ba ba da ba da. Fucking Batman running around with a giant bomb. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, we also have this uh, this little King Caesar bit, which is uh, you know, oh. a little nice, beautiful <laughs> music. <laughs> really you're gonna you're gonna stick with that that you're gonna let that yeah. quote be attributed to you about that yeah song. it's a beautiful piece of music you know channeling some uh some traditional uh okinawan folk uh folk tendencies play play it again play you, you want to hear it again yeah play one more time play it again all right So this is the this is the theme that summons King Caesar. Yeah, it's not enough to just put the fetish in its place. You have to also sing this song. Someone who's like like descended from the people. And, anyway. and the fact and the fact that is like cutting between like her on the beach singing this song and this like horrible horrible like outfit that is like sitting motionless in this cave that is caesar like let, let can we talk uh we'll get there i guess the caesar costume yeah we'll get sorry sorry what were you what were you what was the word you were using to talk about the statue like i was calling it a fetish a fetish is that a real word for a statue Okay, so I once there's this Tintin comic, <laughs> right? Where they they've got this little statue that is being chased down, and he calls it a fetish the whole time. So it just kind of snuck into my brain last week, and I. Uh, How I, do you spell that? Same way. Okay, it just seems kind of weird <laughs> <laughs> that you're calling it that. It's a little bit weird. <laughs> I mean, I just call it a statue. Well, that doesn't totally describe what it is. Yeah, like fetish, an object such as a small stone carving of an animal, believed to have magical power to protect or aid and bind it. It's perfect. It's this the perfect definition. No, I mean, you're right. It just, it sounds a little odd because that obviously also means something else. It's the perfect definition. I chose the perfect word and I refuse to All right. feel regret. <laughs> so should we move on?
I think we've got that your uh, your hate of the music out of our system. Yeah, well, it's not out of my system. I could keep going. I could keep going for right. for hours. But yeah, so we don't just turn this into me yelling about the music. Yeah, I suppose we could move on. You, we could yell about some other things. Yeah, I'll yell about something else instead. Uh, you want to yell about you know some information that is not false. I do want to yell about some information that's not false because I've got a lot of so, information that's not. What do you call something, something that isn't false? Yeah, what would you what's call the that? Opposite of false. Hmm. Uh, and where do you find this kind of information that isn't false? Well, you gotta you gotta look for um, the truth. So this information we're looking for, it's the truth, and you find it out there. It's out there. You gotta look Uh, up, man. Keep your eyes to the skies. That's where the truth is. All right, so what do we got? What do we got today? Uh, We talking about, you know, uh, I don't know, we talking more about... Uh, Jimmy Carter. <laughs> We're talking about uh, aircraft no, carriers. Surprisingly enough, uh, Jimmy Carter does not come up in this in this one. Although I bet Jimmy Carter knows about it. Who was president when this movie came out? Was it Gerald Ford or was it Nixon? No, Nixon would. I uh, was out in '72, I think. Um, so yeah, it would have been okay. Gerald That's Ford. not important. It's just you know. No, I'm just trying to remember. Jimmy Carter was elected 1978, I think. Yeah. So it wasn't Jimmy Carter yet. No, I I think it was Gerald Ford. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Yeah. Not important at all. (laughs) I assume it's not. I don't know. Keaton, is it? (laughs) What are we talking about? Okay, so 1974. (laughs) This film was released. Tell us about 1974. What? Things were happening. What was the topic of this film? Who are some of the main characters? Who are some main players? What are the topics? We've got monsters. We've got ancient creatures. Who else do we have? Aliens. Aliens. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we have some aliens which are very specifically from the third planet of the black hole. Yeah, that's fucking right. We got another alien truth for you here. Now, this... Did we talk about aliens? Like, anyway, we've talked about aliens before. I don't know how many times. And we'll talk about aliens again. Um, Probably. This one, well, it, it 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 it's it's a lot like, I don't know if you've if you've heard the Men in Black episode, then you're aware that there is a national international, I don't want to call it a cabal per se, but there's... okay, that's the word I was thinking of, <laughs> <laughs> a movement to to try and, um. Bring alien culture and UFO culture in into into pop culture. Uh, bring it out from the fringes so that um, it'll become more accepted. So that when the you know the uh, the the governments the aliens no when the governments of the world um, 
all unanimously decide that they're going to release all their alien information. Um, Obviously, the United States has the most alien information. Um, Obviously. But yeah, they, they want to create, like they have something. They've got a lot of things. And they want us to know about it but they just don't think mm-hmm. we could handle it. So since the 1950s, with the help of Disney, as again, listen to the Men in Black episode if you really want the scoop um, on that whole situation. But um, basically what this comes down to is 1974, Hokkaido. Two sightings of UFOs. Two separate incidences of UFOs were caught on camera over Japan, 1974. Do you know when this was? Do you know when it happened? Was it during the filming of this movie? It was a few days before the movie was released. Oh. Yes. A lo- so is that the connection to this movie? Yes. A local student, Noburo Yoshida, witnessed a strange object passing overhead, quickly raised his camera. The student managed to obtain two shots of the craft, although one is pretty much entirely out of the frame. It's just the corner. He described the object... Okay. He described the object as a Saturn-shaped configuration, which had a distinct spherical shape, as well as a thick... Like a sphere with a ring around it. With a thick ring around it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Could he tell what it was made of? Like, was it made of space titanium? Well, here. Let me send you the photograph. Everybody look it up. Hokkaido incident, I believe. We'll do it. Yeah, it's a convincing photograph. Yeah. <laughs> this is bullshit. It's that's a good photo. Look, it's right there. You can see it in the top corner. Is that it? That's a UFO. You see it, I see it. Why is it why is it so pixelated? I don't know, maybe this is like a still from uh, the hundreds of documentaries, legitimate documentaries it's been in. L- right, I see. Here, here's another one. Okay. From the same day. Okay. Same same guy. This one, like I can't even, I can't even tell if that's like okay. Well, that's better because I can see at least the backgrounds. That looks like there's a fucking dirt on the lens. No, 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 that's a UFO, top right. <laughs> that's a UFO. That's what they're trying to warn us about. Right. And this movie, conveniently having aliens who may or may not be ripoffs of the Planet of the Apes aliens. Um, Wait, the the, the alien, they're not aliens of Planet of the Apes. Well, that's neither here nor there. That's uh That's pretty pretty explicit. That's, no, you're right, it is explicitly there. But <laughs> the point is is there you don't know that they're aliens until the end. Yeah. Yeah. We just did I just I mean, it came out a long time ago. I just spoiled that movie, but that's fine. Yeah, if you if you haven't seen the ending of Planet of the Apes, I'm sorry. So that was the f- those were the first sightings, but um there were also um in nineteen seventy three a guy named Masaki Kudo um, witnessed some humanoid entities. Um, humanoid? In a similar area. Okay. Were they wearing silver suits? And did they turn into apes? Um, <laughs> it was know, one of them smoking a cigar. <laughs> well, he um, pulled his vehicle into a parking lot to smoke a cigarette um he switched okay. on the radio uh turned his attention to the night sky it was then he saw the quotes streak of light unquote shoot across his line of vision 
At first, he believed he had witnessed a shooting star. Then, however, the object came back into his line of sight, this time much more controlled. It glowed a warm, orange color, moving back and forth across the sky. When it began to descend, Kudo felt a surge of fear rise up inside of him. The glowing okay. object settled slightly above the roof of a nearby cement factory. Shortly after, green laser-like lights emerged up to the north. Perhaps the object was establishing its bearings. This is good stuff. <sighs> this is convincing stuff. I'm thoroughly convinced. This is all Japanese alien <laughs> sightings from a similar time that the movie came out. What more do you need? Uh, I need space titanium for evidence look at that picture that i sent you it's so clearly space titanium i don't know it's not glistening oh there's a glisten in the bottom if you look real like close. if i <laughs> if i showed this to professor miyajima would he be able to tell on site that it was made of space oh, titanium he would know that it's like he could yeah. from looking at godzilla yes he could be able to tell on site it was made out of space titanium and he'd tell you who made it yeah anyway um, I'm thoroughly convinced I would say now that you know uh, the truth you can begin to go about your daily lives a little bit more enlightened and a little bit more in the know more informed yeah, yeah. in the know <laughs> now that you've been awoken to the uh, fact that there are aliens among us I mean if you listen to the show you've already been awakened you're in the know but I'm just filling in the blank spaces man yeah. Okay, so let's talk about let's talk about the actual film a little bit. We haven't really talked yeah, about like I the making of. Yeah, I think that's a good of, idea. Yeah. I think I mentioned it briefly just now. Um but I think there's something to be definitely to be said about I don't know how you feel about this issue, but about the fact that like the Planet of the Apes franchise was killing it at the time. Um and these aliens definitely offer a, more than a passing resemblance to those aliens what, what do you think i don't know that? i kind of got the sense that like they probably just used like ape makeup because it was cheap you think you don't think it had anything to I, do with it no i mean maybe that had something to do with it but i feel like they probably just wanted like something that's like on an alien looking and they were like okay let's just make them up to be like fucking apes and let's get the fucking yeah. extra like fucking things from some other movie but it's like apes are really not all that alien, though. So I don't know. No, I guess not. Just but, and it seems yeah. like you know, I did. They read more as werewolves. <laughs> yeah, they don't really look that ape-like. I mean, they look ape-like, but like not like. Yeah, that's weird. But you know, that's <laughs> the makeup isn't great. No, it's I don't not. know why they felt the need to make them like turn into apes like i mean i feel like the silver suits made them look clearly space many enough yeah exactly and this was like you know they could have just said they were aliens it's funny actually they never actually called them aliens they called them spacemen space yeah. yeah yeah which is interesting you know who was, you know yeah. who was flying that ufo i just showed you <laughs> was it kurt russell <laughs> no it was spacemen it was spacemen okay it was spacemen yeah. But no, the the Planet of the Apes thing, that's not necessarily, I mean, that's not, that's not the most, like, uh, deplorable connection, I guess. Um, but there were more questionable uh, resemblances. I don't know if you've ever heard of the TV show uh, Johnny Socko and his flying robot. No, 
Never heard of it. What is that? It It's a Japanese TV show. Okay. Um it's like a superhero TV show. It's about a guy named Johnny Sako. Um Okay. And naturally. His, and his flying robot. So are you saying Mechagodzilla looks kind of like the flying robot? Johnny's Johnny's pal, the flying robot, is a giant robot who can fly, and he shoots rockets from his fingertips and toes and lasers from his eyes. Um, so there's that, but then on top of that... Mechagodzilla can do a lot of that. Yeah, he can do a lot of those things. Mechagodzilla, to be fair, can do more things, like generate a f- yeah. fucking awesome force field. Um, but there are some more similarities between this sh- TV show and, and the movie. For example... Um, in the movie, there is an evil alien dictator who has a plot to destroy the world. Um, there is he, he enslaves a human scientist to build a giant robot. Um, okay, yeah. And this uh, this um, human scientist's daughter is kidnapped as leverage. So you know, there's there's a fair amount of 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 similar similarities there. Definitely, yeah, I would say. Um, and it was on TV at the time, so I think people have made that connection. Yeah, they could possibly be trying to, uh, you know, get in on a little bit of that uh, that action. Yeah, and I mean, at the same time, it feels like it feels honestly like movies at this time, based on the other stuff we've looked at. It just feels like it's like the the folk tradition. You're, everyone's just stealing everything from everybody all the time, and like. Yeah, I mean that's that's movies in general i feel like before like hardcore like copyright like litigation really started getting maybe i'm wrong maybe there were some yeah before (laughs) bullshit danish copyright laws (laughs) (laughs) um yeah um what's it talking about i got distracted by my uh, anger at Denmark for censoring us. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, something, though, that is like definitely evident in this movie and that differs significantly from some of the last few ones is that um, they had a bigger effects budget. Uh, and I think they realized that it was important for the success of the film for them to put a lot of money into the effects. Yeah, I think so. And they, I think they really wanted to make it quite a spectacle, which I would say they, they very much succeeded. They succeeded. This is the first time in several films that all the effects shots were original footage. Cause before they, sorry, say that again. This is the first uh, installment in the franchise in several films um, where all of the effects is original footage. Oh, okay, so like they didn't reuse it from any other movies. No, they didn't reuse any explosions or... or, or... Right, because I, I would think it would be tempting if you have so many movies with Godzilla in them to just 13. reuse shots from the other 13 ones. 13 other Godzilla movies. Yeah, exactly. So... Uh, yeah, uh, that's interesting. Uh, but yeah, no, they actually do some cool things in this movie, I think, especially with, like, Mechagodzilla. Yeah. Because it's like, um, I don't know, like, Mechagodzilla is one of my favorite, like, Godzilla, like, adversaries. Oh, yeah, like, me too. I think my favorite, hands down, I think. I think 
like that. Yeah, because like one of the things that I really like about him is like he just he's just such a fucking juggernaut. Yeah. Like it's just like you you look at this guy and you look at all the shit he has and you think like, dude, yeah, no, this guy should be unstoppable. Yeah. And like that the... Like especially when he like he first shows up and he's just like he appears to be kicking the shit out of Godzilla initially. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like he's got and his he like rocket dude. feet and like it just seems like every time like uh you know, he does something, he's got like a new trick up his sleeve that he can use. You totally. Know? Like that scene where like you've got uh King Caesar behind him and Godzilla in front of him and he like looks back and forth cuz he's like, "Oh, how am I going to be able to do this?" And then he like rotates yeah. his head 180 degrees and shoots lasers exactly. out of his eyes at King Caesar and shoots rockets out of his toes at Godzilla. It's awesome. Awesome scene. Yeah, it's sick. And it's like, you know, I I just like how like they had to get all those sort of um bits into the costume, you know what I mean? Yeah, it is definitely So, it must have been costume. like a fairly complicated costume to make actually. The very intricate bits, like um, the head spin and the 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 rockets out of the fingers and toes, those are all mm. close ups. So I assume those are different, like props. yeah. Presumably, I suppose they had like a separate head or something like that. Yeah, like a yeah separate rocket thing. And I'll, I'll mention uh, I'll mention the name of the uh, uh, the effect supervisor. His name is Tiroshi uh, Naka, What was it? Nakanora? Nakano. Tiroshi Nakano. Yeah, okay. They also had a special effects wire work person. Yeah, well... They used I mean, a lot of that. Like, you can't attribute this sort of special effects thing to one person, obviously. Huge teams of... No, yeah, obviously there were massive teams. Like, I mean, I feel like that was largely the appeal of this movie. Yeah, like, you mean the, the So it's effects. like, if they, if they really put one like effort into one aspect of this movie that would be it yeah because um, uh, like obviously clearly it wasn't the writing <laughs> no <laughs> no it was not um yeah the uh the pyrotechnics are pretty fucking cool like yeah tons of explosions Absolutely. um also like the model making like the buildings that he destroys actually are quite detailed yeah really good like the, the like i'm i find it hilarious that it's like you know there was probably this team of model makers that had to build this fucking intricate building only for it to get smashed and i think the most ironic thing about that is the fact of how much better the the building looks than godzilla looks it's, so <laughs> it's uncomparable yeah inter- yeah i think it's funny that um you know essentially like if you watch the original godzilla movie yeah like a lot of it doesn't necessarily show how bad the costume is on on the film stock that they used and the lighting that they used and also black and white i think as soon as yeah and black and white into color and so then yeah as it gets to color and as they sort of become less uh the, the lighting obviously gets more you know they get more bright even lighting as it goes on mostly yeah. because the tone kind of changes yeah they get less yeah dark <laughs> yeah literally dark literally yeah. um so obviously that does a much worse job of hiding the godzilla because it also seems like they just never bothered upgrading the godzilla costume no no i mean they did in like the later godzillas like after the hiatus yeah 
but uh but it seems like they didn't really put a lot of effort into making the costume better per se no and i also read somewhere that they like um during a couple of the shots in this movie they like they're they used a promotional godzilla suit that oh wasn't geez. supposed to be on film so it's like even more evident how bad it yeah, is yeah that's one of the weird things in this movie is like it seems like there's so many things it's like they put so much effort into some things but then just completely fucking phoned it in in other places yeah it's really weird the tone of this movie just jumps back and forth so much should we yeah we could get into just talking about this movie now i think just like... uh, there's a couple things i want to keep touching on in the production okay though. okay go on then yeah i mean for instance uh i have a little bit of interesting trivia about the godzilla costume oh yeah that's fun so uh you know how he's got kind of the spines on his back yes did you know that those serve a practical purpose they serve a practical purpose. Now, let me try and figure yes. out what that purpose is. Exactly. I was about to ask you that. What do you think those are for? Besides, obviously, just to make it look make cool. Make them look cool. I think... Does it have something to do with getting in and out of the suit, maybe? It does. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Essentially, they hide the zipper. Ah, okay. Zippers <laughs> in between. Because the... you actually have to get into the suit, so you got to put the seam somewhere. Right. And if, if there's spines on either side of it, you can't really see that. Yeah, you can't see the zipper. Yeah. Man, she do that suit is not great. I guess we did just spend the like gods five he... minutes talking about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's not great. Um. I have a little bit uh, that uh, about the Godzilla roar. Oh yeah, that's right. We were talking about that. I do remember. I remember, like in my travels, looking through this movie, that there was a story about how they made the roar. And you know, in in the fifties and, and shit, when they originally did it, like sound editing is not the easiest thing. You can't just like um yeah so digitally create that sort of thing so yeah you can't so initially they wanted to they were just looking at different animals and like it's a trying to record them and then maybe playing them at different speeds but all the animals sounded too much like you know regular animals actual animals do you want to play the roar real quick just so we have it yeah yeah so if if anybody doesn't remember uh you've probably heard this before great fucking sound effect and so they wanted they wanted to make it seem like sort of nothing you've ever heard before because i mean to me that doesn't really sound sound like any animal no but it does sound like an animal that's the thing they like succeeded in making it sound like a living creature yeah living thing so it is the sound of a contrabass string being rubbed with gloves soaked in pine tar. Play it one more time. Play it it again. Play it again? Yeah. 
Okay, I can kind of hear. So like, it's 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 the sound of a sticky thing stroking a piece of metal, essentially, <laughs> a tight a, a, a taut piece of metal. I can kind of see that note because you know when you have like a guitar string and you like you like rub your pick down it. That's like yeah, exactly. It's it's essentially fingers. that. That's what it but, sounds like. But I, yeah, play. Uh, that's good though. That's smart. So it, yeah, it's it's pretty cool, and I think it's uh yeah no they definitely nailed nailed that. And obviously they never bothered re-recording that sound effect. Obviously that's the exact same sound effect yeah, used the in the original one. movie, and they continued using it because they I didn't mean, bother. There's the idea of like it's such a um like because we're talking about you can't make that sort of sound digitally, so you haven't heard anything like that you've heard other monster sounds but that is like definitely a very um original monster sound very singular yeah i mean nothing sounds like godzilla that godzilla very true godzilla godzilla shout out to blue oyster cult oh, i wish we who could play that we are not song. playing for copyright reasons uh, but we wish we could we wish we, we could. wish we could. <laughs> We've been wishing we were playing uh, it this whole time. Yeah, it's it's on my soundboard, but I I will I will not play it. <laughs> I mean, you could play it, and we could listen to it, but we we, we could listen to but it. We but, can't put it. You know, in the final. there wouldn't really be much point to that. So yeah, that's uh, the sort of interesting trivia that I had. I thought that was cool. Uh, do you want to sort of move on and be just sort of generally talk a little bit more uh subjectively about this film yeah yeah let's talk about kind of the stuff we liked i mean we've definitely what we like we didn't like we've definitely covered a lot of what at least what i didn't like yeah (laughs) so maybe i'll Uh, I'll take a second to talk about what i actually did like about this movie yeah what, what, what did you like i i thought it was it was entertaining there were some very, very silly moments for sure. But the stuff that mm. I thought, like, um, the fight scenes were super cool. The action sequences were, were, were super cool. The chase yeah. scene on the boat was awesome. Um, actually, yeah, I was actually about to say that. I think the chase scene was, like, done super well, and it looked it looked like a... Almost like a spy movie kind of thing. Yeah, you know? totally. It had, it had, like, a Bond vibe. In, in a lot of like, ways, yeah, Bond feel ha- had a Bond vibe, I think. Um yeah like and you know the storyline was dumb sure yeah it was really dumb but i actually felt like the movie like flowed pretty well like like well i actually yeah what the thing is like i actually it's actually a really short movie for how much shit is in it how long is this like it's like an hour and a half 85 minutes or something yeah (laughs) yeah it's like it's pretty short and they're like as we when we were trying to explain this movie, like, when we were trying to summarize it, I don't know how long it took us to summarize it. Almost like, as long as the film is itself. Almost as long as the movie, probably. <laughs> and yeah. it's, like, a lot packed in there. It's very convoluted. Like, I think my problem with this movie is it has nothing to do with the filmmaking as much as it does with, like, the... the... Well, okay, I take that back. The, the effect. There is some stuff that just looks kind of cheap. And, like, things yeah. to be like, I think you could have done that take another time. <laughs> like, yeah i think you could have done that take again i think yeah that like there there were some questionable bits for sure but but overall i think i uh i was definitely with it the whole time yeah like the most obviously bad thing is like the writing like yeah. there are a lot of things that just kind of happen 
because it's convenient to the plot. Oh yeah, it's one of those There's movies. A lot where of it's all just about the plot line. None of the actual events really matter. Yeah. The plot line is just a self fulfilling thing ride that you're taking uh, with the movie. Yeah. And there's a lot of kind of scenes that don't really need to be in there. (laughs) You don't really. It's one of those things where you quite quickly detach yourself from like expecting. Exactly. To to really connect with the plot. You're kind of just like, all right, I'll just watch what happens instead. um, And not ask questions about like, wait, why, why can't they repair their own monster and like wait yeah. why is he killing well them no no that's fine they just need an earth man who knows space technology he's, like, he's a nobel prize winner he can figure that out but like but like why though they... uh, or like where did this second interpol agent come from why didn't they just use the same guy yeah. as the first time in the first one <laughs> and then also like it's like oh who are you oh i'm gonna quickly explain myself just so i could do this and then oh ah <laughs> And why was why are they why was the evil mastermind trying to kill them slowly? Was this, he was very Bond like his whole? Oh, he was great. Like yeah, killing them with like in like a st- scald them to death. Like what the yeah. fuck was that? Yeah. Um. I think really this movie would be a bad movie. Um, decidedly, without the pyrotechnics, I think honestly that like. Every now and again, when you have a break to watch a mountain explode or like, you know, some other shit explode or a giant monster burst from whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely. Yeah. I, yeah. I think obviously the pyrotechnics definitely add a lot. Uh, I, I think this kind of gets at like, you know, the question is like, is this a good movie? That's. And like, what is it? What does it mean for a movie to be good? Because it's like, I think this movie is like objectively badly written, but also, I really enjoy this movie. So it's like, does that matter? Well, I it's two different things we're talking about. I think it's it's always kind of two different things like that. No, it's but like, like I I think this movie's thoroughly enjoyable, and I think a lot of people would enjoy it. So it's like, it's, I think there's a lot to this movie that is good and i think it's like if people like it does it matter you know no of course not and that's i what, mean obviously i'm like, sure there are a lot of people that wouldn't like this movie but no i mean but know. that's what you just said there's like if people like it doesn't matter that's the whole um yeah like from a filmmaking perspective there are many glaring issues with this yeah, movie but that's also like you know the 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 war between critics and audiences is like the critics can write whatever the fuck they want, but it doesn't matter. Ultimately, um, it doesn't affect the movie yeah. at all. Necessarily, I mean, it might depending on the critic, I suppose, but it doesn't. It doesn't need to affect the movie. And in this case, I think this movie was probably not reviewed very well. Um, probably not. But I think also, like, I don't know. I think I think this movie kind of accepts the fact that the writing isn't good. I don't know how to to say that like because i mean it, obviously it, it doesn't explicitly say that but it seems clear that they just didn't <laughs> it didn't matter i think yeah you know they, I mean? they accepted the fact that this is the 14th godzilla film yeah it it, it was uh they kind of owned it yeah 
And I mean, again, after you so make a like, film like Son of Godzilla, you can do whatever the fuck you want, and it'll <laughs> be fine. Yeah, it's true. So yeah, I think that there's definitely like there's definitely something to be said. It's like okay, if you're a bad movie and you own how bad you are, I think I think you can make up for it somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, like really, that's not just that's not to say like owning the fact that you're a bad movie makes you a good movie. No, definitely not. Um, yeah, but yeah, there's definitely something to be said about embracing what you know you're going to be able to do well. Like all the people making that movie, like they, they knew they weren't going to be making like an amazing fucking groundbreaking movie. They knew they were going to be making No, the it's next... the 14th, sorry, 15th Godzilla movie 14th, or 14th they're Godzilla They're making movie. the 14th Godzilla movie and they're making yeah. it after the last movie like bombed to bombed shit. really badly like, like. so the, sta- <laughs> the the bar is is low as fuck here and unless the, yeah unless they were thinking like dude we got to make a good movie to rejuvenate the franchise mm, i mean clearly they didn't cuz this was the second last godzilla movie for like 10 years yeah like they failed <laughs> For sure. Clearly, if that was their 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 thesis, then they failed pretty poor, pretty yeah, horribly. Like, I mean, no, but think about it. This this movie was the twentieth anniversary movie of Godzilla. Yeah, that's true. That's pretty lame. <laughs> what? That this is that? That yeah. this is what they came up with? Yeah, about? like it's a fun. But then, like, I really enjoyed watching this movie. I like, it was it was it. fun. It was, it was fun to watch, but it's like. I'm not gonna watch it again tomorrow. I might. I'm not. Gonna no, wa- I'm not gonna watch it again tomorrow. I'll probably watch it again, like not too far from now, though. Yeah, I don't know. That's it's like I'm not like I mean there are very few movies I'd like to watch like <laughs> tomorrow, like twice in two days. Yeah. Although I've been doing that a lot because of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Watching movies like three times in a week. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that gives but you anyway. Anyway, we're starting yeah. to ramble a bit here. Starting to ramble a bit, but yeah. No, yeah, I definitely think, like, to summarize what I've been saying, like, this movie is really bad in a lot of ways. There, are, It's also really good in a lot of other ways. And it owns the parts that it knows are bad <laughs> and tries to make up with, for it with the parts that it knows it is good at. That's a a a fine conclusion. Yeah, a fine conclusion. I don't fully agree with aspects of it because you know how I feel about the music. So okay. So I think for me, my conclusion would be that it's a very silly film that didn't necessarily have to be because it's clear that it didn't have to be because of as you said like those good portions that make it good are there and there is effort put in i guess maybe they were limited Mm -hmm. by budget and whatnot but but my point ultimately is is and again 20th anniversary it it could have been a blowout it could have been do you think it do you think it shows disrespect to the original godzilla movie I think a little, yeah, for sure. I think, yeah. I think the fact of what it became, like, like they're just trying to fucking sell toys at this point. Really, is what it comes down <laughs> to. Like they're 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 hawking 
and like like the the movie for example like i don't know if you know the character like what is it the, the jet jaguar was like some weird robot character that they just randomly introduced in the last film the one that did horribly because like again in, in like the 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 mid 60s to this movie was basically every film they introduced a new monster to try and sell a toy is like so yeah it's and they expanded the godzilla verse if you want to call it that sure <laughs> <laughs> but like so i maybe that's a cynical outlook but it it's like yeah they could have had they not made 14 films you know had they made seven films um this one and they had like you know maybe put more effort into the 20th anniversary i don't know it just seems like it's it's like it's a fun film and i like watching it but the fact of like its failures are so fucking glaring to me that to call it a good movie feels so wrong (laughs) (laughs) but i like it i think it is a solid addition to the godzilla verse it's okay well but that's a different statement it's a great addition (laughs) to the godzilla universe let me need i mention again son of godzilla I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like so much of these last couple of episodes has been me yelling about why I don't like this movie. But I like this movie. So What was the last movie we did before Godzilla? No, no, I mean last week when we were talking about Oh last week. You're you're not talking about uh not talking about the last monster monster episode. Alright. Anyway. So is that basically our final thoughts? That's, I think that's it. We gave our conclusions. We've concluded. Not much more yeah. to say about it, I think. I think we've concluded. I don't know. Maybe we'll uh, follow this up with a trifecta of the of the monster trilogy. Yeah, I mean, we've trilogies are so important, and you know, monster movies have exactly trilogies i was i started to say that and then i kind of realized i can't think of a single trilogy monster movie uh yeah i mean godzilla is obviously way more than a trilogy it's, yeah if you if you think of it as like 13 different it's trilogies like a, i don't know there's probably i don't know there's easily i feel like there's been probably like what how many godzilla movies do you think there have been 25 uh okay 14 by 1975 15 by yeah then they slowed down for a while and then like and are we including the american godzilla yeah that's under it's canon it's in the godzilla franchise is it the american godzilla the matthew Broderick is it canon one? yeah well i don't know if it canon might not be right but it's yeah. it's okay well it's counted separately on on the wikipedia yeah. page there's 32 japanese godzilla films right going uh most recent one being 2018 um and then there's one two three four american godzilla movies well one of them hasn't come out yet godzilla versus kong is upcoming right okay yeah i don't know how i'm gonna feel about that i might watch it we'll see yeah uh so yeah that's our podcast this week. Yeah, should we do some? Should we do the plugs? Let's plug. Uh, yeah, so sub, 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 subscribe. 
subscribe yeah subscribe to us on uh podbean wherever you get your podcasts uh right google now podcasts. we're on sir podbean google podcasts yeah google podcasts uh, apple, apple podcasts. podcasts stitcher um many many more many many more places if you uh yeah so uh also find us on social media you know facebook uh twitter instagram and yeah I think it's I think it's at Crank It Commentaries at everything. I don't know. At at Crank It Commentaries on Instagram. Yeah. And, and Facebook. on Twitter we are at kick underscore crane. But you can just search Crank It Commentaries if <laughs> Crank you It Commentaries in the Google. You could do yeah. it. Uh yeah. So uh I guess we'll see you guys next week. Yes we shall. <laughs>